The justice rolled down like water, righteousness like a mighty stream for our grandsons and granddaughters. Remember to remember the dream. Welcome to Songs and Stories from Home, Remembering the Dream. This week, sit-ins. As I share this podcast in June of 2020, we are at a moment in our nation's history when we have a chance to take another step forward and make more real the ideal of what this country is founded on. And that is the idea that we're all created equal. And in the eyes of the Creator are all equally precious. An idea and an ideal that could motivate us to rebuild this country on a foundation of racial justice, social justice, economic justice, earth justice, and restorative justice. We can be encouraged to do that by other times in our history. For me, none more inspiring than the civil rights movement of the 1950s and 60s. Those times saw moral leadership by a series of presidents, acts of Congress, and landmark rulings by the Supreme Court. Most of all, that moment included untold acts of courage by countless people trained and dedicated to nonviolence and reported on by the free press. Sit-ins at lunch counters were examples of peaceful protest and civil disobedience. Asking for the right to order, receive, and pay for a meal. More than 60 years ago, on February 1st, 1960, days before similar sit-ins in Nashville began, four first-year students at North Carolina State Agriculture and Technical State University took seats at the Greensboro Woolworths and refused to move. The next day, 20 students, 50 more the day after, 300 the following day, and on the 6th of February, 1,400 students voted to keep the protest going. And so they did, until on July 25th, the store manager asked three black employees to order a meal at the counter. Six months after the sit-ins began, the first African Americans were served a meal at that Woolworths. And today there's a February, February 1 monument on campus at NCANT. And in 1993, a four-seat portion of the lunch counter was made part of the Smithsonian Institution. Talk about being on the right side of this country's history. Please note toward the end of the video clip I mentioned the Civil Rights Movement of 1964. I should have said the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Let justice roll down like water Righteousness like a mighty stream For our grandsons and granddaughters Remember to remember the dream Our pilgrimage's sojourn to Nashville began at the majestic downtown library where a second floor wing is dedicated to the civil rights movement, focusing on the sit-ins of 1960. 
that led to the integration of that city's lunch counters. Acts of nonviolent civil disobedience made heroic by photographs, newsreels, and the free press, the national news. We also visited the campuses of Fisk University and American Baptist College, breeding grounds for young kids in their 20s, young kids in their 20s who became leaders of a peaceful, or at least on their part, revolution that changed the world, trained by their mentor, James Lawson, in the transformative power of nonviolence. The Nashville sit-ins were not the first. Samuel Tucker organized one at a library in Alexandria, Virginia in 1939. And two weeks before the Nashville sit-ins began, students in Greensboro, North Carolina, began a sit-in to integrate the local Woolworths. After six months, they did just that. Beginning in mid-February in 1960 in Nashville, students well-trained in Gandhian nonviolence stood powerfully, not, not passively, taking the beatings and the arrests, staying in jail, and at the urging of one of their leaders, Diane Nash, who said, to pay the fines would simply support injustice and immoral practice. On April 19th, 4,000 marched on City Hall to confront Mayor Ben West. In a famous exchange with Diane Nash, he agreed the lunch counters should be desegregated. And the next day, Dr. King spoke at Fisk University, proclaiming he came to learn from the most disciplined and organized group of students he'd ever seen. And he took on a lot of those kids as his lieutenants and his close circle that he formed going forward. The combined sit-in movements became a turning point in using courts and jail to exert moral and, moral and economic pressure. And they continued until the passage of the Civil Rights Movement in 1964. The work being done on the road to freedom, deadly serious. At the same time, there was a joy that went along with a sense of rightness and righteousness in the cause. I'm going to sit at the welcome table. Mm. I'm going to sit at the welcome table one of these days. I'm going to sit at the welcome table. I'm going to sit at the welcome table one of these days. Yeah, we're all going to sit together. I know we are all going to sit together one of these days. Hallelujah. I'm going to sit at the welcome table. I'm going to sit at the welcome table one of these days.